Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Ooh, today on Collider Movie Talk, we're talking about that Avengers Endgame death scene, deleted scene, going down on one knee, and we're also talking about Joker news coming out of Venice International Film Festival. This is going to be a lot of fun today. It's Friday on Collider Movie Talk, and look at that logo doing its thing on Collider Movie Talk. I love it. Love it. Love it. It's been such a blast to host this week. logo doing its thing. It's doing its thing, moving up and down, dancing around. It's It's animated. It's casual Fridays. Hey, Christian, lighten up, Francis. All right, we're going to talk about a lot of things today on Collider Movie Talk. It's going to be a blast. The Avengers Endgame death scene that was dropped today. A lot of people talking about it in the office. We get a shot of Gamora. All of that is happening. And, of course, Joker is going to both TIFF and the Venice International Film Festival. We've got some comments about that. We're going to talk about it here today. But you know I can't do it by myself. So, luckily, on this Friday, I found two awesome people to come on to the show. And let's look at them now. That is Mark Riley right there. He is Yodi. He is Yo. the best Yo. thing going Look at Mark today. doing his thing. Well, doing doing my logo. thing. I'm like the logo. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. Where's my camera? Oh, there it is. There yeah, it is. I'm there dancing there and is. stuff. There Woo. it is. And to my right, Josh McCougar, the wild man. I feel like I just saw you on set. Yeah, we just did a little sports time live. And uh, I, I just realized as I made that tweet that Thad clowned me on that I really have no idea what Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is about other than just people doing Quentin Tarantino-ish stuff because clearly is just about people hanging out. You got the decade right, though, so credit to you. And Thank that's you. why you're on this show. Yes. That's the kind of sterling thing we need here on Tr- this show. I am a professional, John. You're damn right. Charles Sorry Manson. for yelling into the microphone. I don't know. Charles Manson is in the movie. Charles Manson. Yeah. about Charles Manson. Manson. Uh, Sharon Tate, Margot Robbie. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's about that. Well done. Something like that. Well done. And you can go see that in the theaters now. You can go see Good our pitch, spoiler <laughs> our spoiler review pitch. that we have up now with me, Christian Harlow, and Dennis Zhang, or the non-spoiler review with the, uh, the mustard-stained one, Jeff uh, Snyder, and me talking about <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But let's jump into our first story, and that is the Avengers Endgame, a deleted scene that dropped on social media. This thing was about two minutes long. I hope you all got a chance to watch it. And it occurs right after, by the way, spoil my guy, if you're one of the, I don't know, Two it's people made $584 okay. billion dollars at Fair this enough. point. Spoiler, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, go 
You're not watching the show. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Iron Man, after Iron Man uh, dies and Gwyneth Paltrow gives the beautiful kiss and cries on his shoulder, the camera moves. The Russos have the camera move around and we see a number of the Avengers go down in one knee in honor of the death of Iron Man, led by Hawkeye, Black Panther, Captain Marvel gets on one knee, Ant-Man, uh, Star-Lord does as well. But the big thing is we see Gamora look at everybody near the end of the scene on their knee turn and walk away which lets you know that's 2014's Gamora that survives we'd never we hadn't seen if she survived or not we saw an image of her star lord going off to go get her uh, in the uh, in the ship there with the uh, uh, guardians of the galaxy but this is confirmation that 2014 Gamora survived cuz 2019 Gamora would have gone on one knee to honor uh, Iron Man. So there it is. Riley, you look at this scene, this pretty touching scene. Yep. It, it would have led into the funeral, but it would have felt like two funeral scenes. So what did you think about this scene overall? Uh, I love this scene, actually. Mm. I like it a lot more than the funeral scene, to be quite honest with you. I think we, uh, I'm going to steal Jason Inman. Jason Inman oh. uh, went uh, on Twitter talking about it mm-hmm. uh, in agreement with him. I think that the reason the funeral scene at the end was there was to show all the MCU Easter eggs, mm-hmm. all the people that we've seen throughout all the movies. And I get that. But my point is, is that we saw that in Endgame. Yeah. We got all those cameos in action, actually. Hank Pym, a young Hank Pym. Michael Douglas was there. That was great. I enjoyed that. But this was so powerful. It was a powerful moment. I enjoyed it. I, I teared up a bit. And I think that it could have, to use Jason Inman, what he was saying on Twitter, fade out nicely into the arc reactor on the float mm-hmm. at, the, uh, at the end of the funeral yeah. and then cut nicely into a moment with a uh, happy and uh, uh, Tony Stark's daughter. Yep. I thought that would have been really nice. I really liked seeing the Avengers, you know, honor him right there in mm-hmm. battle. It just seemed very powerful. But there's a reason why the, the Russos cut it, because yeah. they wanted to have that actual funeral scene, which was beautiful. I'm not saying replace it or right, anything. Right. I just love this scene. I could see how they did it. Uh, but, yeah, I thought it was it was great. I don't understand the Gamora thing while everybody's losing their mind. Yeah. It was very clear to me at the end of Endgame uh, because we go on the ship. We know he's going after her. We know it's not 2019's Gamora. Mm-hmm. It was 2014's Gamora. Right. And, again, really love that scene where she's looking at everybody taking knee and go, I don't know this guy. I'm out. Right. And, and uses that moment to, to actually escape. Yeah, I think people are going nuts, Mark TV. It's because it's a, it's a confirmation that she did survive the snap. Sure. And then she uh, uh, went, because we don't know where she went. We don't see her getting on the ship or anything like that. So they gave us at least a visual confirmation that she did survive the snap and is off. Because a lot of people were speculating, including me, that she came with Thanos. So why wouldn't she be snapped out? Does a snap look into your heart and not kill you if you've suddenly converted to health? Helping Tony Stark. And how would Tony Stark have seen Gamora help Nebula and other people when he is completely on the other side of the battle? So that kind of stuff factored into the situation. But overall, what did you think of the scene, Josh? And did you think it was right to cut it out? Well, John is a movie expert. Please. <laughs> it's who, as clearly, who, who clearly knows all about what's happening in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'd also like to pitch Jeff Snyder's new superhero nickname as the Human Mustard. Yeah. What do you guys think? I like it's, human, of, it's good on most things, but a a lot of times it's just a little too spicy and it stains your clothes. And it gives you gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? right? That's a good Jeff Snyder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the first thing I said when I was watching it was like, all right, this is like, if I'm being honest with you, it's pretty cheesy. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, ooh, yeah, right, there we like, go. Hey, oh, like, come on. Oh, let's take a knee. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. Tony, because like, hey, Dad. I like the funeral scene way better. Okay. 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 I get that, like, he died. But honestly... All those people, and if 
if we did, first of all, this is my problem with the stupid time travel and all these stupid shows, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all the stupid movies. Oh, stop, here we go. Stop the time travel, okay? I don't need time <laughs> okay. travel. This is only a 20 minute show. So, I understand. Okay. It's okay. like, oh, we just go back in time. I'm Tony Stark. I figured out how to make time travel work. It's like a capacitor inside of an a crazy eight thing, okay? It's stupid. What? Uh, <laughs> Okay, Avengers Endgame is fine. It's just disbelief, whatever you want, okay? <laughs> what I'm saying is that, like, they come around, and it was like, well, Gamora in 2014 didn't know. That this is, they, none of them knew. That none of them were that invested into Tony Stark post-snap, pre-snap, whatever. Mm-hmm. They all, like, take a knee. They're like, I think we should take a knee. Wait, this those Avengers? Are, those what are, are you talking yeah. about? They're all their friends. Well, They've been not, around for, for maybe years not fighting Cap- Maybe not Captain Marvel, but she looks at everyone else and understands this is a warrior's death and goes down in a very proud and then, way. And, and respect. Gamora just, just d- yeah. disses out? Yeah, because she yeah. doesn't have any relationship with him because it's 2014 Gamora who hasn't had all this relationship with Iron Man yet. I think this is the point of why he doesn't like time travel. Because now I'm effing ch- confused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, who is where and when? What is this? They all like come through some Doctor Strange. <laughs> okay, we need to go. move movie talk to an hour today because we got to <laughs> dig in right now. Well, I, listen, I, I, I get it. I, I, I watched this movie and I was like, yeah. all right, it's over. Bring out the whiteboard. Bring out the whiteboard. <laughs> you guys, listen. No, right here you is guys Gamora. You say all you want. Everybody, he's a shill, he's a shill. It's fine. You, you suspend disbelief. No, a shill is a support. I you're, know, you're I understand shilling. that. What I'm saying is I'm anti-shill right oh, there now. There you go. Yeah, because fair. it's like, oh, I, the first thing I said was, I thought Greenie was gone. <laughs> uh, they kill Greenie again. Like, she right. keeps dying. Right. Right? I, like, that's the only thing that got me that thing. Everybody's like, oh, isn't it amazing they were kneeling? I don't know. It's like, <laughs> it was so cheesy. Like, Tony put his life on the line for all... Yeah, he's a superhero. I, I, I'm not gonna, <laughs> here's what I'll say to you: I, I'm of two minds of the scene, uh, and I will say this quickly because we got to move on to the next episode. Like, I'm of two minds. I, I think I agree with both of you in that I thought it was a beautiful scene. However, I felt it went on too long and started to become into the cheesy territory. Totally. When Doctor Strange started and the music lifted up. You're like, what? And then Gamora just stand there going like, like and with obvious green screen. It's like right. this is all weird. And so, yeah, you could have got finished effects. I get that, but still, the overall vibe of it to have it go on for a minute and. 50 50 seconds or 40 seconds, however long it was, I felt like it was a bit too much. I think them starting to kneel and maybe a pan shot from above and everyone's kind of kneeling as you go along, as you move away into the funeral scene, that would have worked. Maybe a 20-second 20, 20 shot of that. You're all crazy. Been- <laughs> You're all crazy. How, well does, how well does Star-Lord really know Tony Stark? Pretty well. Well, During Infinity War, they got on the ship and they had they they, they fought Thanos. Captain Marvel clearly doesn't know him that well. Ant Man and him really aren't the best buddies. Captain Marvel saved him though at the beginning of Endgame. Had some like Ant Man doesn't know him that well, right? Yeah, Ant Man. They work together to. to Mm -hmm. He's the one that figured out that if Doctor Strange and he really didn't get along. Well, they had a professional relationship that was strained because when they met in Infinity War, Mm -hmm. they were piloting the ship. You know how it actually took it. New Yorkers, yeah, New Yorkers they, had, they had a, 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 a rivalry going, and then it was like I especially like that moment with Doctor Strange yeah. because they had that like contentious relationship, and he's like, "Oh my God, it actually happened!" Mm-hmm. And it's Iron Man. 2008 started everything yeah. from this man, and yeah. he has led us all the way to here. So then, sacrifices himself to take everything out. And he dies, and everybody gets on it. You don't have to like it. I, I will get say, it. I, I didn't get like. It. I didn't I like, liked it. I didn't like Chris Evans's one. It was very pronounced. I'll like, give you the Evans. Yeah, that was. That was a well, little he was, much. He just got done getting his. You know, right? You know what? Oh, that's a, a fair bit. point. So maybe that's so why he, he was, was down injured. Like that. And it, I yeah, kept, I'm here I kept all week, saying Marvel to myself, fans. 
I kept saying to myself, "Did was Tony Stark that he like you, usually take a knee yeah. and be like, this is how we start? Like, I don't know. I, don't know. I, yeah, <laughs> I just know that Chris, Chris Evans went down like I'm I, still confused as to how he got the Infinity Gauntlet on his hand. Yeah, I don't, we, we don't have time for that. But, yeah. uh, right now, uh, but like, uh, you know, I could have been, a, uh, you know, it, I, I hear what you're saying and totally agree with both of your points. I don't want to get too deep into this thing, but I will Let's say this. Let's deep it up. Bro. No, no, we can't yeah. do it. We can't do it. You you want to deep, go deep on the stuff. Yeah, Come on. Adam, you heard me. Oh, boy. We're continuing this off air. Uh, off air, absolutely. Okay, yeah. Damn it. Yeah, Chris Evans fell like I fell on my knees after Josh pushed me. All right, let's <laughs> oh, next up on the show. He brings it back. Next <laughs> up on the show, we're talking about the recent comments from Venice International Film Festival director uh, about the Joker movie. Uh, and we're going to answer some of your live questions there in the live chat. So send them in. Dorian is sitting over there sending me questions, so I'm looking forward to it. And we are looking forward to answering them. But before we do that, nice. let's dive into some quick plugs. Ryan Satin is here on video to tell us all about that's going on on the pro wrestling sheet. Let's take a look at that. What's up, Collider fans? Ryan Satin here from ProWrestlingSheet.com, where you can find the top stories throughout the week in the world of professional wrestling. If you're a wrestling fan like myself, then you'd be doing yourself a disservice by not checking out all the shows we do every week on YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. In particular, on Wednesdays, we've got a SmackDown recap show hosted by John Roca and myself, where we pick apart and, and talk about every little thing that happened on the Blue Brand. So do yourself a favor and go subscribe at youtube.com slash C slash wrestling sheet. Uh, that's my boy Ryan Satin there. Uh, another thing that dropped today here on Collider Conversations, the deep cut, my uh, conversation with Avi Belkin. He's the director of the Mike Wallace is Here documentary. That is out today nice. for you all to go take a look. I think in New York and Los Angeles coming out wider in the next couple of weeks, but a fantastic 96-minute documentary about Mike Wallace. Really, you don't want to miss it, and you don't want to miss that conversation on the Collider Conversations feed. Also, visit Collider.com to win tickets to a free IMAX screening of Hobbs and Shaw next week in now, Los that's Angeles. That's kind of movie, there John Roca. There you Hobbs go. Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Sorry. It's very well done. It's followed by a Q&A <laughs> with the director of the film, David Leach. Uh, I'm sure that's going to be hosted by our own uh, Steve Weintraub. But go to Collider.com, look, find that article, and it'll tell you how you can uh, submit to get free tickets for the IMAX screening of Hobbs. Do it now. Those things go quick because people love seeing that stuff in IMAX over there. And I think Playa Vista is where it's at. Right. Uh, all right. Let's move on to our next question and our next story, rather. And that is Todd Phillips' Joker movie. It is uh, being touted at all these film festivals now uh it is going to screen at tiff but it is going to receive its world premiere and competition at the venice film festival those of you know about superhero movies, you know this is a rare rare thing when films get to be at these prestigious festivals in an interview with variety venice artistic director alberto barbera barbera he said that phillips was the one who pushed for Joker to land a coveted slot in the festival's competition lineup. That's incredible. Let's take a look at some of his quotes. He said, yes, as usual, Warner Brothers said they wanted to be in a more protected situation, as with the stars born last year, which launched out of competition, Barbara said. But then director Todd Phillips said, I don't care if I run the risk of not winning. Why shouldn't I go in competition when I know what we've got in our hands? Barbara continued, I have to say Warner's was convinced pretty rapidly because it's a really surprising film. It's the most surprising film we've got this year. This one's going straight to the Oscars, even though it's gritty, dark, violent. It has amazing ambition and scope. That's incredible words coming out of uh, Mr. Barbara's mouth there about Joker movie. Right, I'll go to you first again. You hear this, 
you're a DC guy, you're a yeah. Joker Batman guy. This is exciting. I know for me, you hosting the Ride Around Table, you talking about film all the time, you being a small down champion, you being a massive fan of these kinds of films. Tell me, what does this do for you? Uh, the fact that Todd Phillips is saying that I don't care if I win, I know what we've got here. That to me, right now, hands down is the best statement he made. He believes in this thing. It got into these film festivals. Mm. And then we have uh, the director of Venice basically saying, this is going straight to Oscar. Dark, gritty. Look, I'm very excited about this. That, that gives me so much confidence for this thing that Todd Phillips is willing to, to just put it all out there. Uh, we've been talking about this since it was announced. Yep. Joaquin Phoenix is, is a fantastic actor, was nominated for The Master, was nominated for uh, The Gladiator. Mm-hmm. We know that this guy can, can deliver performance, and I think that if everything uh, is matching up here with these comments, I think we could see him get nominated for an Oscar. I think we could see the Joker actually get nominated for a Best Picture mm-hmm. um, because we, we, we have precedent for that for a dark, gritty movie that Scorsese has done in the past with his taxi drivers, with his good fellas. And I think that we've lifted the stigma of superhero movies with the Black Panther nomination. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be a lot more complex than Black Panther. This is going to be a lot more dark, a lot more gritty, as mm-hmm. they're saying. So this gives me a lot of excitement. I want to see what the reviews are like next. Because yeah. if now we're hearing about really, really great reviews... I think, uh, and, and audience especially respond to this thing, mm-hmm. I think an Oscar nomination is, uh, is worth considering and discussing as a real possibility. Yeah, Josh, you've been excited about Hobbs and Shaw, but this is yeah. another approach. You know what Hobbs and Shaw doesn't have, John? What's that? that? Time travel. It does not. It does not. Um, it does well, defy... Whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't does, know yet. That's true. Come on, we don't know I yet. I will say it does defy the laws of physics like time travel does, yeah, but like, does. let's... <laughs> but you look, you look at this... You look at this movie like Joker, and you go, okay, this is like, do you have room in your, in your movie-go joy for an independent art house type approach to a character like the Joker in the world of superhero films. No. Really? No, I don't care about this movie one wow. bit. Let me, the I'll tell Joker? You, I'll tell really? You, I'll tell you what. With Let me, what is the type of movie that you like as a Goodfellas okay. fan? As a, as yeah, like I, figure, a, I figure this is kind of a yeah. house. Scorsese was involved in You're not getting Batman in this. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to... Please. Okay. Put it out there, Josh. We're still within some sort of constraints of some... DC Universe kind of a situation. Possibly. Not this one. They have said this is yeah. an Elseworlds thing. Yeah. So basically what we're watching is a man melting down emotionally and psychologically into becoming a person that puts paint on his face and then recruits other people to rob banks. I don't... Possibly. Maybe. Or okay. worse. Okay. Or bomb things. Destroy mm-hmm. things. Certainly there have been... Bom- okay. There's allusions to bombings on the subway now in listen. this film, so I don't know. Yeah, th- that... Yes, I've, I've seen that part. Yeah. It looks pretty much like uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, which is an amazing part in Die Hard okay. with a Vengeance. You know what I'm talking about? Where they yeah, block the subway underneath. Not sure if a helicopter is going to show up in this one. Yeah, yeah okay. Okay, let me, uh, let me just throw this out here. The, sure. the, the, the trailer to this movie mm-hmm. looks a lot like an independent movie about a guy that likes clowns. Okay. <laughs> who had like a rough childhood with sure. a, maybe an abusive family. Talk about a real uplifter of a film, John. Right. Can't wait to man. I can't wait to go to see my superhero movie about a psychologically messed up man with no other superheroes in it, at least that we know of. That we know of. And and you know what? Listen, I love Todd Phillips. Okay, anytime he's in one of his 
comedies. His cameos are absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, here for the gangbang. I mean, come on. In old school, it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Yep. Okay? It's in a movie, kids. If you want to go see a great comedy, see old school. Parents, do well and send your kids to go see good comedies. We need better comedies, less time travel. Besides that, <laughs> yeah. let me just yeah. say this. There hasn't been a trailer all year. Okay? All year. That everybody's been like, oh my god, where I've been like, really? Mm-hmm. This is what we're oh my godding about? It's just a psychological, I don't, there's nothing, there's not one part. This does not sell me on a movie. Okay. Him looking at, he, there's like nine shots of him looking at a mirror mm-hmm. in this trailer. Okay. I, there, just, there isn't one part of this movie. And listen, I could be totally eating my words in a few months and I will go see the Joker because right. everybody is so hyped on this. But there isn't one part of my person that's just like, man, if this Joker is the one that we're going to do, it's going to transfer to the Matt Reeves movie. Now, if it transfers to the Matt Reeves movie and we see it, awesome. There's but if this is just a standalone, right. one-act Joker film right. on an off-off-Broadway play, be like, this is my, uh, uh, this is what I do with the Joker. It's going to be me dressed as the Joker on a black box stage. I'm going to be doing monologues all as the Joker. It, that's, that's what I got out of this trailer, and I, I, don't, I don't care. Okay. I, Riley? I, counterpoint, I, Riley? No counterpoint. Okay. I think you'll eat your words. I'll okay. take the Pepsi challenge. I think you're going to like this movie. Okay. I think you're really going to like this okay. movie. Just based right. on what I've heard, Based on what I've seen, just the talent behind it, I think you're. I think you're going to find something good. If Joaquin Phoenix wins as wins an Oscar for mm-hmm. the Joker, if he wins the Oscar, I will take both of you to lunch, nice. whatever you want in this place where this plaza by where okay. we work. And All here's right. what I'll say to you: but, Go ahead. Yeah, we're not. I, I, I mean, I don't know if he's going to win the Oscar. Win. But I got to see it first. Hey, so I can take precedence. half of that bet. Okay. I'm happy. Uh, there, I'm is, there is precedence. You're Heath correct. Ledger won for the Joker. I know. So there is precedence. You may be eating your words and buying his lunch. Was Jack Nicholson down the road. nominated? No, no, he was not. Yeah. He shouldn't have been. The best Joker he should have been. He should not have been. But that's our own personal thoughts. Uh, there we go. Uh, Tiff Art- just to wrap just this up, Tiff Artistic Director. <laughs> fireworks. Tiff Artistic Director Cameron Bailey said earlier this week to IndieWire about Joker movie, it's an original story, not part of the existing canon. It does take the character and a lot of the elements that we know from Joker's backstory, but it's an original story that allows the filmmaker, filmmakers to go in an original direction. It's got some real dark tones to it, but it's just grounded in this career best performance by Joaquin Phoenix. Career best? Did mm-hmm. you see Walk the Line? I did. It was good. I think all the awards bodies will be taking notice. So certainly you may be... And this is the kind of groundswell you want for a film like this that people, A, didn't even think was going to get made, and B, now are kind of excited about it because it has that old school 70s Martin Scorsese vibe to it, and may be, once again, a comedic director like Adam McKay was, venturing into some drama and finding success on award season. So we'll see. I'm not taking anything away from Todd Phillips, Mm -hmm. because I've pretty much loved everything he's done. You do. I'm just taking what I've gotten from this trailer, and what people have described for me in this movie, Pass. Not for you. Okay. Not for you right, right now. Well, let's move on to some questions. We'll, we'll find out, Josh, what happens in the next few months. But uh, let's get some questions from the members in our live chat. Dorian Parks, very nice to select some of these and send them hey, on. Hey, Dorian. Here, Woo, there Dorian. Is. What up? What up? He's lit today, I think. Uh, Steve <laughs> Calderon. He's always uh, lit. He's, in a good yes, way. Dude's he's lit. Fire. He just got an office and a TV for he crazy. Did, he did. <laughs> and, he's, and he's having fun with it. All right. Steve Calderon says, Andy Serkis, Travis Knight, and Rupert White are in the running to replace Ruben Fleischer for Venom 2. Who would you pick to direct this sequel? 
Uh, give me Andy Circus any day of the week. Okay. Uh, 100%. He, uh, because he knows what it's like to do the motion capture stuff, that was actually some of the stuff, the effects and the uh, venom yep. that I could have done without. The end just looked like a bunch of blobs fighting each other. I okay. And I want a little bit more performance out of that, a little bit more action. And I thought he did a hell of a good job with Mowgli. It really wasn't the jungle book. He yeah. had the unfortunate... Um, task of coming after that and it was delayed I know for many years but it was a damn good movie the guy knows how to direct and the idea of him directing something with special effects with something to add performance mm -hmm. into actual motion capture and special mm -hmm. effects mm -hmm. that's something I want to see so I think Andy Serkis for Venom 2 it would be my pick okay alright I 100% agree okay. I, I'd, I'd like to see Andy Serkis direct more yeah me too He's I'm great. down with that I think I, I think I joined the three as much as I enjoyed Fantastic. Travis Knight and Rupert Wyatt with their work I think Travis Knight with what happened with Bumblebee, maybe they don't want to necessarily go that route. And I think with uh, with uh, Circus, there's more of an excitement of totally. the motion capture stuff. So I, I yes. agree with that. And for Travis Knight, come on, bring him back for for the next Transformers. Movie. Absolutely. I, I don't think we need to get more Bayhem. Like let's let's keep him involved because right. I know now, you, now, and now I, you've gone too far. No, no, no. Come on. You, you I, right. know, I listen, know they listen, added. Well, I know they he started. makes four and a half billion dollars. Uh, listen, on a franchise. fine. There will be no insulting of Michael Bay in this. I am not That's insulting right. the That's man. That's right. I am the host of this show. I'm not. I, the host. <laughs> you are not the host of the show. I'm just saying Travis Knight brought some much needed characters and heart sure. to the Transformers franchise with Bumblebee, and I think you need to bring him back and then get rid of Bumblebee and put Transformers back on the marquee, okay. and you get more people excited. Right. We'll see. We'll see. Certainly, Michael Bay is coming back. Michael Bay is coming back to be a part of this next trans, next Bumblebee film or Transformers film. That's for he sure. is. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to executive yes. produce and the head he of. Direct it? Uh, I don't think he's going to direct it, but they said that they're going to tie it into the Michael Bay movies. Let me so. just say this, which right. it's what's not going to happen. Okay. Okay. Damn. But if Bad Boys for Life isn't the world's most perfect movie, we can go and place the blame on the fact that they didn't get Michael Bay to come back. For okay. It. I'm just saying. Okay. Am I right, Dorian? Uh, you're not wrong on the sure, Bad Boys sure. franchise. Let's jump to the you're next question. Fillmore Pockets. Oh, nice. If the Joker is a financial and critical success, which comic book villain would you like to see get a Joker-style film? The Kingpin, Doctor Doom, Lex Luthor? Well, I think uh, Lex Luthor sounds pretty damn good. Lex but Luthor can does Superman sound good. be in it? And moreover, is it Man of Steel 2? And where's Henry Cavill? What are you doing, Warner Brothers? Mm -hmm. There's my uh, PSA of the day. I think Lex Luthor is a very interesting uh, villain, but what were the other options? That uh, Dr. Doom. I think Dorian deleted it. Yeah, Dr. Doom. Stop doing that, Dorian. Dr. Doom and... Dr. Kingpin. 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 Ooh, Kingpin would be fun. Um, I think Dr. Doom, because I know we had a, a movie with Noah, uh, Noah, what was his name? Noah. Noah Baumbach. N Noah Baumbach. Yeah. He was developing. I don't know. No, that's not <laughs> Noah Baumbach. <laughs> you <laughs> Noah bit I bet that. Noah Baumbach is working on that's the Barbie good, movie right now. That's a good right independent now. film right there. Yeah, that's a good independent Dr. Doom. <laughs> Noah Baumbach's Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom, though, would be an interesting movie to focus on that villain, to yeah. introduce the uh, Fantastic Four at the end of it, you know, focus right. on the villain. That sounds interesting to me, too. Okay. All right. I, 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 I hesitate to ask Josh this question. Well, yes. no, I think we've seen enough Kingpin in all three seasons of I Daredevil. Agree. Like I the agree. origin story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio absolutely knocked that role out of the park. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know a ton about Doctor Doom other than the fact that it was played by the guy from Nip Tuck in the Jessica Alba Fantastic yes. Four. Correct? Julian McMahon. Correct. Yes. Julian McMahon. Uh, I feel like we've, we've wasted our two opportunities since Gene Hackman for a Lex Luthor mm. and I would love to see a Lex Luthor style origin story because I think he's the best villain in the history mm -hmm. of the comics Okay, yeah, of any enough. villain yeah. fair enough 
I would take a, a Mr. Mixoplick or Bizarro. I would love a Bizarro Joker type film where he's like, how am I? There's another. I'm the anti of someone else. What is that like? Bizarro is a good call. That's a lot of identity stuff you can play around with if you went a little more darker with that. Uh, Vital Killer Killer says to Josh, hey, Back to the Future, Hot Tub, Time Machine, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Donnie Darko. You happy, Josh? Well, no, you, well, Donnie Darko, one of the most overrated movies of all time. Fair uh, the other three are great comedies are. about time travel. About time travel? It's not about like we got to fix timelines doing this and this and it's a drama no back to the future is a very funny movie that has one timeline miss there's a lot of like also whatever the case may be mm-hmm. hot dog time machine is just an effing hysterical comedy it is. and and it, it, you can do time travel very funnily i'm tired of dramatic time travel i'm just so tired okay. of it the entire flash series has just been one messed up oh, timeline please am i right start. d yeah, yeah the Thank flash you. series yep. just the yeah. Uh, I'm going to return the time traveler's life. I was going to get it for uh, Josh McCougar for Christmas. <laughs> oh, anymore. thanks, man. Not I appreciate anymore. that. <laughs> Jackson <laughs> Donald, last question of the day. We've got to wrap up here. What film are you most excited for uh, from the rest of 2019? Joker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, I am... Uh, man. <sighs> I got it. Okay. Go. It Chapter 2, Joshy. It Chapter 2. Are you kidding me? That movie looks fantastic. I love the mm-hmm. first one. Mm-hmm. I love the book. You look at this cast. I know it's going to scare the bejesus out of you, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to be in the theater for you next year. I'm not going to sit next to you, actually. I'm not <laughs> um, going to do it. I'm going to be the, far away. What's the movie that just came out with uh, Tom Hanks' Mr. Rogers? What's it called? Be My Neighbor? Won't You Be My Neighbor? Yeah, no, that was the documentary. Uh, uh, Hello, Neighbor. No. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's, yeah. that's that what looks I'm, amazing. That and, obviously... Hobbs and Hobbs Shaw. And Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. What about Zombieland? Double tap. Uh, after watching that trailer, oh man, that looks fantastic too. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Uh, yeah. Joker is my number one, okay. but it, my number two is Terminator Dark Fate. I just got to see if they get oh, it right. Oh, yeah. And everyone That's coming out of Comic Con said the footage was incredible. Okay. So I'm hoping, but we'll see. All right, well, thanks, everybody. Oh, yeah. I got one quick question. All right. Over under 50 million Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this weekend. As an homage to Perry oh, yes. Nemiroff, who yes, loves yes, her box yes, office, yes. over under. Good question. Uh, over. Over. I think it's going over. Okay. Yeah. I'm going I'm to go like 47. That's 47 and a half. I'm yeah. thinking 67. Wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. I'm, I'm, thinking, people, I'm thinking 60. People are excited for this. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll All see right. what happens. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Speaking of Perry Nemiroff, she'll be back in the host's chair starting Monday again at 3 p.m. PT for another episode of Collider Movie Talk. I'm John Rogan. I want to thank Mark Riley for stopping by and Josh McCuga as well. Dorian Parks there handing out the questions and Adam Smith dealing with all our madness. Thank you all so much. Have yourselves a great weekend. Don't forget to watch all the great Collider content that is on our site right now and listen to all the podcasts that are on there as well. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Have an awesome, awesome weekend. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Hey, little Chico, Pete Pooh, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. 
It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 